the songs, like right when they start, they always cut to go to another part of the story. So you never hear like the full song. You the never end hear of the, like the. So it's like electric light. Right, and then they cut over somewhere else. And like, what? So. Hold on, whenever you're ready to start, we're still Wait, we're recording right now. Are we recording right yeah. now? Hi guys. <laughs> I was gonna say here's a here was Chad's theme song just now. It's called Bad Stuff Happens in the Bathroom. Out of order. Toilet cursed with evil. <laughs> Stop drawing attention to the door. Go help your mother. Hi, Linda. I'm ready to make Bob pretty. I brought my scissors and my tweezers. The pants down. Poster's magazine is gonna be my big chance now. Yes. That was a preview of our new album. That's right. Had a it sounds an awful lot like the Bob's Burgers uh, music <laughs> album coming out soon in May. But yeah, that was fun. That was exciting. It was recounting Chad's bowel movement he just had a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Nice, good, big old spooky poop. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, everyone listening to the show today. This is the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the occasional weekly podcast where three lifelong friends correspond with video games from the comfort of their home. I am Holden DePardo. Should we say from the comfort of my home? Because, I mean, we're in my home. No, this is I'm Chad our Michael home. Ennis. This is our home, Chad. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Chad Michael Ennis. <laughs> and we have a special guest. He, I just interrupted. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. Interrupt. Apparently, I'm the third lifelong friend, even though I've only known these two for five minutes. They took me <laughs> to this quote-unquote home, which is by a burned-down radio shack <laughs> in a cardboard box offering me cookies and Easter eggs. So I just couldn't help but just join in. Um, my name is Travis Manning, a.k.a. Canada Estes, a.k.a. Milkshake Manning, a.k.a. Kiwi Guru, a.k.a. King Gorilla. That's what we like to call... King Gorilla! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to call the outcast intro for somebody. And I'm here to be the celebrity guest person for the, what, 8th, 10th, 1st episode of... Eight, and and the, the you're our first... I'm no, the first. Second celebrity guest that actually showed up. Yeah, yeah. We actually had John Cena show up. For yeah, I did was, remember that one. Yes, I heard about show, them. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people may not have seen them, um, but he was taped to the chair pretty securely. Yep. And yeah, I saw the... To be honest, Travis photos. is right now as well, but he chewed through the duct tape. So. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. I haven't eaten most of the day. Out, this is a very big box, so we can have John Cena tied to the chair <laughs> <laughs> It's like that episode of Bob's Burgers where they had that really nice fort next to the dumpster. I'm just saying, cardboard boxes come in various sizes, man. <laughs> Refrigerators do need a ship, and I, just use one of those. You're good. I'm quite sure one of those can hold John Cena and myself at the same time. I just love our life choices where we live in a box, we have cookies for Travis. <laughs> and Easter eggs. Celebrate but we, the season. But we spent all, all of our money on video games to talk about all this, <laughs> so we can live in a box. <laughs> Gives you just more money for your games. It's yeah. called priorities in life. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Who needs a home when you have video games? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that money you're spending on rent right now, that could go towards Zelda. So. Yeah. It could go to Zelda. Yeah. Could Another Zelda. version of Switch, maybe some new Joy-Cons, Electric Yellow or something. Electric oh, Yellow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's one of the reasons we have Travis here this week. Uh, in addition to this episode, we're going to do a short um, little breakout segment separately. For full-on spoilers for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. You're not allowed, Chad, because you can play Zelda. I'm going to sit here, and I'll be the moderator. Let's be honest. Oh, this okay. is just a chance for Holden to just get way too excited with himself playing it's the true. game that he hasn't stopped playing for the past month. We're going to make yeah. Holden wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, still need to sit next no, to I him prefer... on this couch, Then I'm a little worried. <laughs> I like we have a couch in our box? 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, mm, mm, I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> Let's get started with what we've been playing this week. Uh, well, five minutes ago, I played Zelda. <laughs> you did. Freaking beat Ganon again on again. your third save file. But but no so, Divine Beast this time. It was a challenge, okay? I did it. Okay. It was a okay. big deal. It's a challenge, surprise, surprise, Holden playing Zelda. Yeah, I know. Again. Yeah. Surprise. That's I right. Think, we'll get to yet another well, surprise for me, too. So. Yeah, the, the ongoing joke, I think, of this whole podcast is we started this podcast because Zelda came out and Horizon Zero Dawn came out and we were excited to play those games. We're now in our eighth episode. <laughs> yeah. I've played Zelda every single week. What are you playing this week? Hold it, ah, Zelda. But I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to play any more Zelda. What are you playing this week, Zelda? We purposefully started our podcast around the release date of Zelda and Horizon Zero Dawn and that's all we played. Yeah. And Chad, so I beat Zelda twice officially I'm halfway through the three heart challenge or just about to the three heart challenge chad just beat horizon for his first time yeah i have a full-time job okay so, so do i we work the same <laughs> we job have the same exact job um that's cleaning up the burn down radio shack for those <laughs> it's now a sprint store but they keep okay, it burned down because it's sprint it's all about conversion it's all about you know repurposing old buildings okay cool. uh, uh so yeah i've been playing horizon zero dawn i finally platinumed it got that platinum trophy Next week, I'm pretty sure it's next week, we'll have uh, another special guest where we do a spoiler cast with Horizon. Mm-hmm. Woo! Fancy. Um, Travis, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? That's a good question. So right now I've been playing the sad tears of my life because uh, <laughs> my Switch has actually been affected by Bingate. Oh, yeah, we oh about, that's actually, right. Yeah. So this is the Travis that last week we mentioned had his Switch bent. Yeah. Same, same Travis. Same Travis, same guy. Uh, I did. Y'all remember a... that Dane whose balls we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> also has a bent switch. Does he really? <laughs> Does he yep. really? He's wow. had it starting to bend. I think it was Dane that told me that. I'm like, I, need to look at I don't know. Now. Hold on. I gotta feel Let's those see. balls again to remember if it was Dane or not. All right, mine's good. <laughs> Travis is like, I want to bend it for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, my did... switch goes down. Everyone's switches go down. <laughs> <laughs> I did make sure to beat Zelda before I sent off my switch to get fixed, which oh, if no one's ever used. Nintendo support. It's really good. It's actually really good service. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that does suck is when you're without it. Because I've used them before for 3DS. Is when you're without your console and you're just sitting there like stalking the website. Like when you shipping it back. When you shipping it back. So that's yeah. where I'm at right now. In the meantime, I've been trying to pick up my 3DS, play a few, finish up odds and ends. I still have kind of a Zelda addiction, so I try to go back to Ocarina of Time, which is still enjoyable, even though it is now completely different from what I've been doing. I'm glad to hear you say that because Holden's like, I'm never going to play another Zelda again even though I've played every Zelda. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm actually glad to hear that too because I haven't gotten back to play another Zelda game yet. I think it might be Twilight Princess or Wind Waker is the next one I do but I don't know. The two you most recently beat? No, I didn't most recently beat those ones. I thought you just beat those like a year ago. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I will say the hardest thing about going back to the old Zelda is that you don't have the jump button. It's amazing how much that feature. Oh man! You when I started, I was like, oh, "You have a jump button? I was like, button? "I can't jump. Wait, what it, am I supposed to do?" It literally just hit me that you don't have a jump button in the other Zelda yep. games. You just have to run off a cliff and hope oh. you don't. As pretty exactly. <laughs> no, they do a good job of jumping for you if I remember correctly now. But that unless sucks. the gap is big enough, then you fall and you get to hear Link yeah. say "shit." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. That's great. Uh, but that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that. I also got a couple. Uh, real life things going on, and some of that's my move. So in a full time job, and uh, I guess it's a full. I don't job. work. That's I don't why I play know. Zelda. <laughs> um, unlike these lamels, I actually do have another person in my life who's very special. That's my dog Jazz, and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my wife. So no, I don't get to play video games as much. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I wish I had a dog. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, a lot of it's just I don't have my Switch, so I'm feeling really kind of upset. So I've been trying to think about picking up Lego City on the cover and Mr. Shifty and all these other games. I'm like, oh, oh I can't I, do anything. I heard Mr. Shifty's having some frame rate problems on Switch. Don't worry, there's a patch that'll fix it. There's a patch for a Yeah, they're, they're exact quote. This is why is the game glitching out and freezing up? And they'll remember, Zelda had some frame rate problems too. Everyone's like, yeah, that's fucking Zelda. It's a open world game. You have a 2D, like, top down perspective game. So, uh, so people understand why you're in. Relevant to the podcast, Travis, give us like a brief rundown of your like maybe favorite video games or favorite gaming systems in like two and three quarter minutes. I'm relevant because I'm the only black friend you guys have. <laughs> You're trying to fill out your diversity. <laughs> they don't know what color my skin is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I'm the only black friend you guys have. No, um, so relevancy. Uh, you know, old. I'm one of the old school gamers. I'm probably one of the older ones here on the podcast. Uh, Favorite games, though, a lot of my great memories outside of Nintendo, original Nintendo, was really the 64. I had a Super Nintendo, but I always kind of bounced around consoles. So when the Super <laughs> Nintendo launched, I said, that looks stupid, and when it got a Sega, but Ooh. then that failed. Because Sega, <laughs> Sega has when Nintendo don't. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that failed, and then when the 64 launched, I was like, oh, I'm going to get that. Got Ocarina of Time, many hours playing that. Star Fox with my friends back when I was, uh, I'm about to uh, date myself, a sophomore in high school. Ooh. So they came, when they originally launched, I was a sophomore in high school, so I'll let y'all figure that one out. And then wow. that failed. And so, <laughs> then I jumped over to Sony, and I became a huge Sony fanboy from, so I had to, so, um, uh, PS1, 2, 3, PSP, and the main reason I didn't jump to the PS4, because at the time I didn't feel like the PS4 was that huge of a leap in technology and everything else from the PS3, and it was uh, too much of a high asking price, so I said I'm hold off, and then a bunch so of So you my, went with the Wii U? I, not yet. So, uh, for more relevance to me, I've become a Nintendo fanboy, and it's because some of the people that we used to work with in the same place that we all work in the Sprint store that used to be you know, <laughs> a random dumpster fire um, convinced me to get a 3DS. And as a person who I was, I you know, I'm married now, but I was in a long term, long standing relationship. And with your dog. With my dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and just not having the time to really sit in front of a TV screen and play video games. 3DS really appealed to me because I could play it anywhere, everywhere. Got in the Monster Hunter. Uh, combined between Monster Hunter 4 and Generations, it's, I have 700 hours of gameplay. I think you literally um, are the fan base for Monster Hunter. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> um, and then outside of that, that made me realize, you know, now that I'm older, because I did the same thing a lot of people did in their 20s. Is like, oh, Nintendo makes games for kids. I want to get into more... I want to rip people apart in God of War, and then as I'm older, I'm like, but I want to go back to pick up and play games, quick games, something I don't have to devote yeah. uh, too much time into, so slowly I got back in Nintendo, got the 3DS, got the Wii U, and now I got the <clears throat> Switch that is in the Trauma Center somewhere in California, <coughs> so, but yeah, that's my background in a lot longer than two and uh, three quarter minutes. I cool. actually did not know 3DS was like your first major Nintendo console that you... Obviously you weren't paying attention to the story. Yeah, obviously. No, but I mean, like, I mean like in, in a huge like, gap I'm saying. Like, I didn't realize oh, it was a huge gap. Yeah, I, I jumped, became a Sony fanboy. And it's funny, I got a PSP to play import games uh, because it was region free and a lot of Sony things are region free. And a lot of it was, I was in my mid-20s in the military. I played a lot of first-person games and I wanted to play a lot of violent first-person games. Shout out God of War, shout out Kratos. All right, he's my homie. Okay. <laughs> Returning did this you year. see my? Did you see my VR stand? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kratos bust that I made. 
Really, it's just a styrofoam head that has the Kratos like right to, uh, to tattoo over his left. I arm. painted the goatee on it, but then it looked super stupid because <laughs> it was just flat on a styrofoam head. And I was like, nope. So I'm gonna paint white over that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, let's All right. talk about the news for the week. Now, okay, there's a lot of shit that happened this week. So I think. We're skipping anything Nintendo related. Yes, we're going to skip anything Nintendo Direct, and we're going to save that for its own topic after the news. Yes. Um, and I have 16 stories, but I think like... 16? 16? I think like seven of them are all related to the same Microsoft announcement, but they're just different articles because that's how IGN writes the them up. The Flops of Terror? <laughs> no. Okay. No, this one's more than just Flops of Terror. Um, <coughs> so I'm going to start with one, actually, one unrelated to Xbox. Uh, and it's about Uncharted Lost Legacy... One, it got a release date, so it is coming out on PlayStation 4. This is the standalone kind of expansion. Um, With the beautiful, what was it, Chloe, right? Oh, Chloe. Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Naomi's this, in it, too? No one cares. We're talking about Chloe. Chloe. The nope. second hottest Chloe. Australian I've ever known. The first is... Uh, Jamie Dew? Jamie Dew. <laughs> oh, yes. The Dew Storier. Love you, baby. I saw a little soundbite of him on my phone saying, peanut butter shower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so Uncharted <laughs> Uncharted Lost Legacy, coming to uh, North America on August 22nd and UK on the 23rd, available for 40 US dollars, 50 Canadian dollars. Who pays in Canadian dollars? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this. 40 bucks, I think, is a perfect price point because, second story, it might be 10 hours long. That's actually so, really good. That's, a, that's, a pretty, yeah. that's about as long as an Uncharted game Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. were talking about like they were like, "Oh man, we always talk about doing DLC and how we might want to tell a short story." But then we're like, "No." Then we fleshed out the story too much and it became too long of an experience. And then like we came up with this one and it might be ten hours. So uh, it might be a much longer. This I guess Wait, why it's a standalone is, rather than is single this player kind of like uh, Red Dead Redemption's uh, Undead Nightmare, where it's DLC but also can double as a standalone game? I think so. Yeah, kind of like along the lines of. Uh, did they not first light, infamous first light, yeah. things like that, but a little bit longer. Did they not price at all? Forty bucks. Forty or bucks? fifty dollars Canadian dollars. But who pays in Canadian dollars? <laughs> See, we made that joke. Fans of Tim Hortons. I, I remember but, that. Now. Yeah. Forty dollars. Is that a steakhouse? <clears throat> I feel like that's a steakhouse. Sounds like a steak. Man, I want some steak now. Y'all want to give me some steak? That's a pretty good price <laughs> for ten hours. I want some steak. Some Easter steak. So I have some stories. Tell me a story. I Holden. actually have some Nintendo stories, but they're not from the direct. Good night, so. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> First one is I, I have two very upsetting Nintendo stories I wanted to share. Oh, then I'm going to probably debunk one of those. But go ahead. You're going to debunk one of them? I'm sure. Okay. No, um, there is a Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe Switch bundle only in Russia. What? This is true. Yeah. This so, oh yeah, true. no, no more debunking then. It is There's true. No Russia's that still going to sell Mario Kart. Do you think it's going to have Rainbow Road in it still? No, uh, we're in Russia. Rid- <laughs> no, in, in, if you play Rainbow Road in Russia, then you're getting yeah. killed. And Vladimir Putin will come after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So I, I don't know. I just I not. I already have a Switch, so I don't personally care about buying the Mario Kart Deluxe bundle. But it's just fucking weird. Well, the question why is, only release it in <laughs> Russia of all places? Well, I guess my question my question would be as my bag of donuts rumble uh, is rumbling. Um... Did the Switch even launch in Russia at all? Do we know? Oh, that's a good question. Let's find out. Or maybe it hasn't launched yet. Or maybe it did, but it didn't sell very well, so they have a lot of Russian language boxes, and they're like, yo, we gotta get through <laughs> some Just of this Just slap Mario on it. We know yeah. people will play it. Put the Rainbow Road on there. That's gonna really piss off. <laughs> it's not a reduced price bundle, is it? It's just like the game comes in the box? From, 
Yeah, pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah. I think it's probably a digital download. <laughs> <laughs> a digital download. How to think about that? I'm sorry. So I thought about like maybe it's a digital download, but that's a that would be like an eight gig file, which has already eaten up a good portion, like no, a quarter of the switch. Yeah. It's already been in Russia. Oh, does Mario Kart still come with a wheel? Uh, not the did new one. We. Only the Wii U one. The Wii one came the with the wheel. You can yeah. buy the wheel. They've been oh. selling the wheel accessories since the launch of the Switch. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's of all There's the ways so to play games. this the garbage way. So, <laughs> oh yeah, playing with real controls is the best way to play that. So that's one upsetting news story from Nintendo. The other one, this <laughs> one really does upset me because I was going to buy the NES Classic. Do you have oh, oh, they discontinued NES it. Classic. Aha. They discontinued it. Good. What the hell? Good. I want. Why? You read the official statement though. Yeah, the, yeah, I'll be reading the official statement. But you, because there's a little hint in there that I have a feeling about. They're well, gonna bring it back in some way. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was on the tube of views, and I saw a lot of much smarter, more in tune video game people. And there's a lot of great. Wow. I know. That makes um, me. It should like... make you feel like crap. So <laughs> there's a lot of great um, talk about it. One guy, Spawn Wave, who also provided me with a lot of Switch information. Had a good point. One, if anybody remembers the actual history of the NES Classic, it was never meant to be a long-standing thing. It was meant to be like, hey, we're going to put something out for the holidays. Yeah. If people buy it, they buy it. If they don't, they don't. Nintendo never meant for that to sell. And then it did. And they're like, well, screw. That seems ridiculous to me. We're going to make this product. We don't intend it to sell that well. <laughs> well, but I, they I, didn't because... And the problem was the people who were buying it or people well, who don't normally there, play video we, games. We saw, we saw a, I saw an interview with Reggie Fizeme where he basically said that they released the NES Classic to appease to gamers who weren't going to buy a Switch, who mm-hmm. weren't going to buy new a new console. They just want to play the old games they played from their childhood. The problem is, is that Nintendo games are classic, and it's like it's like Disney releasing <laughs> their games. Uh, it's like Disney releasing their movies from the vault or something like that. Like, they're going to sell a lot when they put it back in the vault. They'll sell a lot right before then because oh, there's well. a lot of demand. People want that nostalgia. Like you can't. There's certain Disney movies you can't buy. Uh, Isn't that Black bullshit, Holder? though? It's totally bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. I don't know. It's that. So when people say, oh, man, Nintendo just, like, they, they really could have made a lot more Switches, and they're just creating artificial um, uh, demands by, by not having not, enough though. of them. They're not with a the Switch, but with the NES Classic, it seems like absolutely what they were doing. Yeah. And it's infuriating. They could still sell a bunch of those things. And I don't know. I see, to. because I've been looking into it, I see a lot of the both sides are, yeah, here's the NES Classic, but remember, most of the games on the NES Classic have already been on virtual consoles and stuff like that. Most of those yeah. games have already been out for people to purchase in one way or another. So, I don't think they ever meant for that to sell the way it did, because they're like, oh, here's Mario 1 through 3, but if you've already been using Nintendo consoles and you're already buying Nintendo consoles, odds are you've already downloaded and have most of the games on the NES and Classic. And the NES Classic um, sells almost at a loss. It's a really cheap console. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't cost much to make. And the good thing I was uh, listening to, once again from uh, Spawn Wife, he was like, the main reason that sold was, one, to, like you said, get people who don't buy consoles anymore. But two, the reason that people like Target and Walmart stopped them because it got people into their stores when brick and mortar stores are hurting. They were pretty much selling that almost at a loss because it only cost like $57 to make. So it was they're selling for $69. And if you include shipping and retail and everything else like that, like, well, where's really the extra money coming from? But if you're getting an NES Classic to play with your kids who, after you haven't played Nintendo in 30 years, you're like, oh, here's a TV we should get for it and stuff like that. So it's upsetting, but I never wanted it. I know because most of the games I already had in the virtual <clears throat> sure. console 
in one form or another. And maybe this is a sign that maybe this is the virtual console should be coming soon. Uh, yeah, well, I, I hope that's the truth. Well, I, and I was just going to say, I think that to your point of people wouldn't buy virtual console games as much if they could just buy this system, possibly. That's debatable. But they're discontinuing this. They can announce virtual console in a few months mm-hmm. yeah. on the Switch. They'll, they'll talk about it at E3. If they still had the NES Classic available... And then they say Zelda and Mario Brothers and all these like NES classics are going to come to the Switch. It was like, yeah, great. I just bought an NES classic. I'm mm-hmm. playing it on there. Yeah, I. Uh, and they were going to make a lot more money off the virtual console. The final part of their statement was something like, "Yeah, I actually it's the last one to the retailers this year." I know. I have the the statement right here. Nothing is said about that. It says we encourage anyone interested in obtaining the system to check with retail outlets regarding availability, which is hilarious because that's what all of them are already doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone a, who wants it. We the interest- part just before that was something about this year. Um, the only rest of it I, I see on the article here is we understand that it's been difficult for many consumers to find the system, and for that we apologize. We paid close attention to consumer feedback, and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product. It doesn't say anything about... Another thing to take into account is not all the games on there are Nintendo games, so some of those are licensed games, which means the wow. developers lost money on those too, because you're pretty much... Yeah. Well, how much is a normal... Well, how much money are they going to lose on a game that was released 30 years but ago? But think about this. How much money was <coughs> is a normal virtual console game on a Wii U or a 3DS? Not like anywhere from like 5 to 10 bucks. Okay, yeah. 5 to 10 bucks. So you mean to tell me that it's smart money to sell, was it 60 games, 30 games for $60? We can sell them individually for five to ten bucks. Yeah, and if you're a publisher, so like, oh, Ducktales is on the NES Classic, which I'm not sure if it is. You know, Capcom already just announced their Saturday afternoon classic stuff, which yep. you can get more money off of than anything they would have got from the NES Classic. So I think there's a couple things that go into this, <clears throat> and I'm not, I'm not too concerned because I'm more excited to see what the virtual console will be. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm super excited for that. The first part of that quote, by the way, does from Nintendo. Throughout okay. April, Nintendo of America territories will receive the last shipments of Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition systems for this year. We encourage anyone interested in obtaining the system. Blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Um. So I hopefully mean that think Nate's that like a redesign or maybe like yeah. there's or, a SNES or, on the way or something like that. Or that it could be simple as. We need to sell Switches because we're going to make more money off yeah. Switches. Yeah. Let's devote our manufacturing to Switches and not Nintendo yeah. Classics. Cool titties. Cool. Uh, next up from me. Y'all remember that huge Bayonetta countdown? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking yeah. about? Bayonetta 3 for the so Switch? You were saying, oh yeah, out. we got some Bayonetta news <laughs> coming for Nintendo. All right. Woo. Turns no. out Bayonetta 1 is coming to PC yeah. in, 4K. in 4K. In 4K, though. Whoa. What a great announcement! That was worth a countdown on a website and a teaser. <laughs> Apparently, so what do companies think are going to are going to happen when they release a countdown like that? People's imaginations are going to go wild if they know it's only the first game in the series that's been out for how long now? What two thousand? The original came out in two thousand. Yeah. Countdowns are for like big things. Yeah, like uh, what was it? Uh, didn't Shadow of Mordor get a countdown or Shadow of War get a countdown? Yeah, didn't like that was a new game. But you know what? As trash as this news is, everybody knows it now. This is true. I mean, what is, if they didn't do that, no one would know that it was coming out on PC or care anyway, but now they know it. I don't expect any of us to know this off the top of their head, but was it on PC before? Or no. Was, no. Yeah, okay. That's it came to Xbox, and it was also ported to the PS3, and the PS3 port was crap. Um, so then no one really bought it. Like, it was a very niche game, and no one bought it, and that's why Nintendo picked it up. For two, uh, fixed the first game, came out with two, and it was a huge seller on the Wii U, but no one also bought a Wii U, so... Maybe getting that, like you said, putting it on the PC, getting that information out there, getting people excited, and maybe there will be a new announcement because Platinum did say they're looking to add more PC-based ports. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is also a way for them 
because we already know they're not working on Scalebound, um, to get more <laughs> yeah. work. <laughs> they probably no, lost a lot of Man. money on Scalebound. Probably. Was it like, that guy was wearing legit Beats headphones in his, in Scalebound, right? <laughs> 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 Do you think they still have a partnership with Beats? That's, that's, Bayonetta wears Beats yeah. while she's killing things. Yeah. We need more money, Microsoft. All right, just do this product placement instead, okay? <laughs> just get everybody a Windows Home. Wait, do Windows Homes even still exist? Nope. Yeah, no. Yes, they do. <laughs> do they? Sure? Yeah. My brother I know switched to iPhone because Verizon stopped selling Windows because they didn't have any left. <laughs> but they, they still make the phones. Well, do they, though? Yeah. They were still making Blackberries until like two years ago. That's, that's true. not really relevant. The question they is... They still make just... them, but they don't exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just go from factory into boxes into the ocean. Yep. <laughs> Straight in that landfill that E.T. is in. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> uh, Holden, tell me another story. Well, you have like 17 stories. Yeah, I do. Five. I'll tell you another one. Are you ready? Yeah. This is fucking weird. All right. First time this has ever happened. Dragon Quest Eleven in Japan. They're oh, releasing a dual pack with a PS4 version and the 3DS yeah, version I saw in the that. same box. That's really weird. First of all, there is no cross-save. Are you sure about that? Yeah. There's no cross-save. Because I looked into this. There is no cross-save <laughs> with this game. Second of all, it's not the Switch version, which they have said is coming day and date with this game. It's the 3DS version. I think because like, the Switch version, you can take it anywhere you want to. The PS4 version will give you version, you can take it anywhere you want to. <laughs> but what blows my mind is that they could have gone... If they're going to release two versions of this game in the same box, they could have done PS4 and then made a Vita version... How hard would it have been to make oh, a Vita sorry, version? The Vita stand of fanboy is talking. That's <laughs> but that, that's but where the rage though, comes from. Like they're releasing a console and a portable. Like that they could true. have done that a PlayStation edition, if and they, then they could have done a Switch with a 3DS version. That is true. And it then they could weird. have had the saves talk to each other, yeah. like the proper ports. Not that there's much doubt, but like the Vita definitely is dead. <laughs> that's well, happening. Yeah, the Vita's dead. Not but, in like, Japan though, where Dragon Quest is. Way huge in Japan. Like Dragon Quest, they have to start releasing on Fridays because when they release it on Tuesdays, people would call out of work. Like the whole <laughs> Dragon Quest is out. I'm calling out of work. Why? Because Dragon Quest is out. You know why. That's pretty much what's going on in Japan. So and bosses wouldn't even pick up the phone because they're out of work too. You know, um, and yes, the 3DS is still the killer over there. But it is you're right. It is weird yeah. knowing that the Switch version is going to be the PS4 version. Maybe with just some lower res graphics and stuff, yeah. but it's going to be a PS4 version, so you'll have a version to take with you, unless they really want to appeal to those people who like the more original look of Dragon Quest. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why they have it on 3D. I, but it is weird; that it's, it's two separate. Yeah, companies. and that they don't yeah. talk to each other. Like, where was the business partnership in this? Was like Sony and Nintendo? Like, yeah, yeah, totally bundled together. Yeah. Like, where? Who agreed on that? That's the big question. <laughs> and wait, where does the cost of that split go? But I don't know. Because how much... We don't know what the price on that. between the two versions? Uh, that's weird. Also... I, that'd, be, that'd be hugely in Nintendo's benefit, though, because the 3DS yeah. version probably costs 40 bucks, whereas the PS4 version's 60 or whatever the... That's right. They Japanese also declined to comment. In this part, they, they announced, PS4 versions come with the 3DS, and this is how much it'll cost, and this is the date. And they didn't say anything about the Switch version this time. And they had announced previously, we're releasing the Switch version day and, and date like, because we don't want later, spoilers. They gave out the Switch trailer. And, and then... IGN reached out for comment and they're like, uh, didn't get back to him at all. So they're like, is the Switch version still coming? Because I know you guys wanted to keep it from spoilers and things like that, but it is. Cause I did just see a Switch trailer. Yeah. On the other day, um, right after the event that we're not talking about yet, but apparently uh, Japan did show off a Switch trailer, which looks like the it looks gorgeous. Looks did it like have a date the, on it too? I didn't have a date though. I have to double check. Hmm. So I was watching it. I was showing it to one of our coworkers who surprisingly is a massive. 
uh, Dragon Quest fan. That's one Jonathan Fell, and he's the one to help me get. Really, me. he is huge into Dragon Quest. Yes, he's the one that actually kind of got me into the series. Uh, Shout out to Daniel Newman who was telling me all about his JRPG like erections. <laughs> <laughs> it's always surprising how many JRPG erections are to be found in the wild. Yeah, those big old wild erections. <laughs> <laughs> Holden, speaking of erections, tell me something. <laughs> I don't have one. An oh, erection, okay. I mean. Yes. <laughs> so I have a story. Okay. Um, Nintendo, uh, another Nintendo story for me. Okay, big, okay, big, big okay, surprise. Okay, okay, okay. The Switch is now okay, officially okay, okay, the okay. fastest-selling Nintendo console over the course of the month it was out. Good, I'm goal... glad you're talking about this, because I wrote this as a story, but I didn't actually read it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't read it either. I'm reading it right now. Nice. Good job. No, I'm kidding. So they they wanted to sell 2 million units in the time frame of March. They ended up selling 2.4 million instead. You can do it, Nintendo. They did a damn good job. 906, uh, I almost said 906 million of those units. Woo! 906,000 of those units were in uh, the United States, which I think is also yeah. a USA. big deal. That's impressive. Woo. Even more impressive is there was one thing that did outsell the Switch. And that was Zelda. Zelda outsold the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my guess is that people wanted to have Zelda when they could get their Switch, yeah. so they just bought it because they could get it. Did the the Switch version of Zelda? The Switch, the Switch? No, not, not, not the combined versions? Wii U Switch. Just the Switch version copies. I wonder if people like bought it digitally, like the day, the minute it was out, but then also ordered the collector's edition or something. I also, some people did like, okay, like, I'm going to buy the Master Edition on five sites because I need to make sure that I get it. And if I can't get that, I've also bought the Special Edition on five sites. <laughs> like, so they could have done some of that. But I do, I on Reddit, I've seen stories of people just announcing that they bought the Switch version of Zelda because they're waiting for their Switch to show up and want to make sure they're ready when it arrives. So Someone we work with already bought or has pre-ordered Mario Kart and doesn't even have a Switch yet. Because the same thing. Like, you're like, I want to make sure when I get my Switch, I already have the game ready to go. And you're like, That's oh, really funny. All right. I have a new... I'll, I'll do news. I'm going to steal one of yours. Yeah! 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 So this week in Orlando... King Gorilla. <laughs> Sorry. King, King Gorilla, a.k.a. Milkshake Man. I just remember that again. Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually a Venture Brothers joke, too, for anybody wondering. Um... This week in Orlando was Star Wars Celebration. Yeah! Which, uh, it's kind of funny. I remember I used to live in Orlando. It was like a couple years back. I did go to Star Wars Celebration 5, and it was really cool. And then at the time, though, they weren't, there was no movies, so they talked a lot about, you know, the uh, Clone Wars, which I could care less about now, dude. Anyway, during all this, we got the epic Last Jedi trailer. Mm-hmm. And looks mm-hmm. good. Looks mm-hmm. real good. Uh, a trailer for something that was actually leaked a couple days prior to hand. Yep. But then got a full trailer, and that is Battlefront Two, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two. Now we've known we've known this was coming. We have known this was coming. Uh, I will say this though, as someone who is a massive Star Wars fan, I was very underwhelmed with Battlefront on PS4. I remember yes. playing I think, it, I think looking a lot at of it. Were. it was, that was the consensus. Yeah, yeah, it was gorgeous. And I was at our, our friend Randy's house, and I was like, "Oh, I'm finally gonna play," and I'm bored after 20 minutes. So. Hopefully they're learning their lesson. They have a single player campaign, which looks amazing. The visuals yeah. look amazing. Here's hoping it comes out on Switch, but I doubt it. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that's going to turn out. That might might be the game that finally makes me get a PS4. And the timeline, so it takes place after Last Jedi, or sorry, not after Last, after Return of the Jedi. It takes place right after Return of the Jedi, and then up to until Force Awakens. 
I or guess it fills in that gap a little bit. Fills in the gap a little bit, well, but then like the multiplayer stuff is supposed to be over across all yeah, the generations. Yeah, multiplayer is everything. Yeah. So. I personally was kind of let down by the trailer in general. Really? Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't show anything really. It showed that it, it's going to be story of the empire, um, which sounds cool and everything, but that's not what I wanted at a first player experience of that game. What I wanted, when this is just me personally, uh, was in Battlefront One and Two, like on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Two and Xbox. There was a Galactic con- uh, Conquest mode where you basically had this map of the galaxy and you had your ship kind of moving around, figuring out which planet or you wanted to take over next. That's what I wanted out of a single player experience. And it seems like it, it, that might still be what we're getting. Who knows? To be fair, people who did the first Battlefront are not DICE. And we all know DICE is yeah. only good at first person first person shooter yeah. narratives and stuff. Yeah. But I do like the idea. They didn't really show too much of it. Uh, the force side, I guess you would say, but I do like the idea of getting a nice, complete story from the yeah, Empire. I side. like that. That is going to be yeah, that is, fighting for the nice. Empire. And you're like, all oh, right, is it canon? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Everything cool. going forward is it's canon. canon. Oh, okay. Um, so that's it's cool. like, okay, the uh, Emperor just died, but we're still in the fight, and we're still want to fight for the Emperor. I was like, that's cool. I do want to see that and be kind of a yeah. part of that. Get into a Tie Fighter and just shoot down some rebel scum. That's gonna be nice. Yep. It's it sounds cool. I just I want to see Galactic Conquest. I, I need to see it. So then fire the, up a PS2 and go yep. play Battlefront. <laughs> and shut up. Moving on. <laughs> there is one cool thing in that trailer though. Is it seems there's, there's going to be seems like there's going to be more space combat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, in fact, I'm I think the on. guy who was the director on the X-wing mission, the VR mission for the yeah. first one, is in charge of a lot of the space oh, combat nice. stuff. Okay. Um, something else that they had mentioned too is that there will not be a season pass for this one. Yes, I actually had that as a story. That was that was my Battlefront Two story. Was no season pass. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, they they said we don't want to fragment our community. Yeah. Uh, last time it didn't work well because we started out with so little and then kind of built on it from there. They're like, we don't know quite yet what we're going to do, but we want to do something better than we did last time. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one more story. What, what do you guys have left? I have. One, two, Chad has three, like 44. four, five things about Xbox Project Scorpio. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's I have hear. one Xbox related story. Okay. Um, why don't I share mine and then you want to share like two or three more? Yes. Okay. So I thought this was cool, but Microsoft is going to, is, is testing out a refund policy. Yeah. That for digital purchases, where it's not like you call in, but like you can just go back to the Xbox store and get it refunded as long as um, you haven't played it more than two hours. Hmm. That's a, similar to Steam's kind of refund policy. Yeah. I hope that gets adopted by everyone. Yeah. Right this now, is, it's just part of the Xbox Insider program. Yeah. So this is like beta testers essentially testing out this this program to see how well it works. It is. It might not happen. Yeah. I think it will. And it's what I like about it too is it's self service. So it's just like request refund done. You don't have to like talk to a customer service representative and plead well, your case. It's and... a ridiculous thing to call in for. It really is. You should be able to just go to a site and say I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I wonder though. So PlayStation's policy on digital purchase um, refunds, you have to call in. You can get a refund, but you cannot ever download that game again. Hmm. You can't even buy it again. Like it will not let you. It was a problem they run into with No Man's Sky, where people No Mansky, where people would ask it a refund, being told they can never play this game ever again. So if it gets updated and there's some really cool stuff in that update, you can't ever buy that game again. What if you call back and you're like, "Hi, my name is <laughs> Schmolden Desmardo. I want to buy this game." So my trick is I just didn't return it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I hope that's not the case because that would kind of suck because sometimes games do get updated later on that make yeah. them better. How, wait, how does that work? Do they lock out your system or your account? Ah, uh, that's a Probably good question. Account. Probably like because then if you made a second account, yeah, or another account, you could technically probably redownload it. Yeah, you or you can just go to a store and buy it. Well, who would want yeah, to go to a store could, and buy No Man's that. Sky? I just feel like uh, who would want to buy No Man's Sky? All right, you have to hold your head in shame. Like, yeah, why is this even this. a thing? Nobody should buy No Man's Sky. <laughs> it's, those updates are pretty cool. I haven't played it since the updates came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, they're pretty, pretty cool. cool. They're I haven't cool. played them, but they're I've cool. seen <laughs> I've seen images. I guess uh, they they're they there. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to try to breeze through a lot of these because it's it is one of those things like Phil Schiller just made a bunch had a a talk and then and there's like five new like stories in articles because yeah. it's really one story yeah yeah um this would be first Microsoft's one is direct basically Microsoft I don't know this isn't really a story but for some reason they did it and it's weird but they showed off the Xbox's Project Scorpio dev kit did you guys see the images of it yeah I did like. There's like a, a toggle to switch between Xbox One, One S, and yes, yeah, so you can switch Scorpio. between the three different versions of the console to see, make sure it runs smoothly That's on weird. all three of them. Yeah, it's it's just weird that they showed off. An, uh, is this just to make sure kit. that the game runs <laughs> Wait, well is, on all of them? I don't know. I, I would assume, but maybe this is like a test. Like this is the box, guys. We just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, no, are you it, impressed? Oh no! Oh no! That's not really the box. If you're not impressed, box, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not the box. It's, it would look, be really shitty design if it was. It's a functional thing. Uh, another favorite, well, really quick on that. One of my yeah. favorite things about the the dev kits is they had to change the models once because the developers would stack a bunch of them on top of each other, but they were getting <laughs> they were getting so hot that they had to like redesign oh, their circulation. Bending? They were getting so hot they were bending. They had to send them back. <laughs> <laughs> they had to send them back to the Nintendo to get them fixed. <laughs> it's like a stack of ten Scorpios all slanted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one is Microsoft is taking a more open and inclusive approach to VR. Um, one of the things that they had, they've always said Xbox Scorpio is going to be compatible with VR in some way. We've always kind of, I've always thought it's going to be some kind of partnership with Oculus, but one of the things they had said is that they're not tying themselves to any one piece of hardware. So they're going to support it without tying it to hardware, and that makes me think it's going to be more like VR works on PC, where you can plug in a Vive and use it, you can plug in an Oculus Rift and use it. It's all more about that Windows 10 integration instead mm. of actually being like compatible with one specific piece of hardware. I would prefer that because especially with VR, it's something you're wearing. You might find Oculus more comfortable than PlayStation yeah. VR, but if you're on PlayStation VR, it doesn't doesn't matter. Like right. that's the one you have to use. Yeah. So I'm fully in support of that. That's says Oculus is still a thing in about a year, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, and they're also inviting any VR developers who are not currently in like an exclusive contract or something like that. To yeah, help how, develop with them. How many then, of them are there? It seems like every single one is exclusive. This one, I'm glad yeah. I haven't jumped into VR yet because it's always like the fragmentation wars, and every new technology really starts hitting the scene when you yeah, had like HD DVD and Blu ray, and then when, uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but then when we got, no, I just started, thought I remember that. When we started getting into like, um, 1080p TVs, there's so many different ranges of 1080p. And even 4K, I remember reading an article how. Technically, different companies have different ranges of what they consider 4K. Yep. Yeah. Um, and let's say you buy a 4K Sony TV, but you have like a Philips audio system and something else, like you may not get the full 4K oh. experience. Yep. So well, Randy bought a uh, like a multi thousand dollar 4K TV that's like a hundred inches or oh, something yeah, ridiculous yeah. like that. 
can't do Netflix in 4K because yeah. he just missed the time where there was a certain box that had a codec that allowed yeah. it, it before they developed whatever the standard right. is. Yeah, and I was like, I feel like that's going to be the same. I love competition, I love people, but there's still not a standard yet. Yeah. Standard ish for VR. Um, so I'm curious to see have how you, that's Have you played out. VR yet? Uh, no, something tells me that might happen today. Oh, dude, yep. You're yeah. You have to do that before you leave. It's. Before you leave our box. We have a cardboard <laughs> box and a burnt down Sprint Radio this Shack, is... but we have a VR headset, guys. <laughs> to keep, to keep... We got that from the Radio Shack before it closed. <laughs> to keep in the theme of the cardboard box, it is one of those cardboard VR sets that you just put the stamps it's the, it's on. It's a Google in. cardboard box that we live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, a couple more really quick ones. Um, he talked about backwards compatibility and how that's really important to him. Um, uh, Phil Spencer did, and how PC gaming has kind of like helped drive that. So he talked about how if he, as a kid, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was peeing. <laughs> Dude, you need to get your prostate checked. <laughs> You're about that age that you need to start checking that. <laughs> it's already terrifying. <laughs> you guys want to know a weird story? Side story. My dad's a chiropractor, but he had to That's do a lot so of medical weird. stuff. Med school stuff, and part of it is like learning to check a prostate. And he's legally not allowed to check people's prostates because his fingers are too short. How do they break the news to him? <laughs> Mr. Innes, I don't know how to tell you this, but... <laughs> You'll never be able to check a prostate. You're a few inches short. Wait, my own prostate or other people's? <laughs> oh, um, <a> bizarre. <laughs> so... Um, what I, I love this this kind of uptick in backwards compatibility from Xbox because it's and the, how they've talked about how they want to do it for the original Xbox too mm -hmm. because it is all about game preservation and 12 years from now if you want to go back and play a really cool game you're not locked to a dead system that can't run on your TV for some display reason or something like that um, so that's super super cool that he's super into that <laughs> We officially you need to like CRT TV. Yeah, yeah. My parents, about that. My parents have a, a Super Nintendo. They never made it past the Super Nintendo, but they have one too that they they always play Donkey Kong or Mario on. And they just got a brand new TV. And something about the TV and the Nintendo system that like it literally cannot display on that TV. Wow. So there's like, oh, we can't play this anymore. It sucks. Ouch. Shad. Uh, last thing. Xbox Scorpio is officially being unveiled at E3. I'm super surprised by I'm that. I'm kind of surprised by that, too. we were theorizing there was going to be another small little thing before E3. Yep. Just talk about console, price, this is the release date. That way E3 was all games, 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 games. Yeah. Maybe Microsoft is just doing what Nintendo last year would. Um, Nintendo's whole E3 was at Zelda and a few other things on the side. Because Microsoft's E3... They had something else besides Zelda? <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Think, yes, Pokemon. 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 That's right, they had Pokemon. <laughs> But because they were talking about the floor plans for Microsoft, and they're so much smaller than like Nintendo and uh, Sony's massive tent yeah. floor plans, and maybe that's all it's going to be is like they're going to show off Scorpio because right now they're not really. Oh, but they they're not batting a thousand on games at the moment. All these, but they have to if they release a box without any reason for people to buy it, especially like, when the it's going to cost. Reason. It's apparently going to cost more than a PlayStation Four Pro as well. Yeah. Right, and they, I agree. They can't the, just rely on Shadow of War looking better on it. Right, because we're getting to that point where, unless nope. you have a 4K TV, unless you're one of those people who are all about, like Randy, um, that, <laughs> oh, I want to have the most intense looking thing, no one's going to care. I don't care yeah. about having the most intense looking well, 
visual if I the gameplay or the games there are there or anything like that. It's already a market of people who can play the most intense, best-looking games possible. Right. It's called PC. the PC market. Yeah. yeah. So why make a console going after the PC market? The PC market will always exist and always be a thing. Especially consoles, when, with Microsoft Play Anywhere, you literally can play those Xbox games on your PC yeah. already. They're so do they really need to put Bayonetta on Steam? Because I'm on Steam. I'm like I like um, I almost said Phil Schiller I like Phil Spencer a lot, <laughs> but I, I don't understand what he's doing with 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 Microsoft. I, feel I like really he's don't going get down it. the Sega path of let's be as powerful and as we can, and then the developers will come to us. And you're like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Scorpio to me just feels like a gigantic, like overwhelming response to games run at a hundred p resolution better on the PS4 than they do on the Xbox One. Yeah didn't matter then really it was just a new story it doesn't matter now yet they're releasing this giant console to counteract that argument and it I'm doesn't optimistic and i'm just hoping that they have all of these cards up their sleeves that they're pulling out with games at so. yeah they have so many cards up they their have sleeve, to. if they don't like crack down, down and well, crisis um i don't know scale bound <laughs> <laughs> yes scale bound Cuphead. oh it'd be the greatest Cuphead surprise is going to use the no shit out is. of xbox scorpio <laughs> Cuphead does look awesome though. it does look great, really good yeah i figured it out they're going to release half-life 3 on it oh that would be <laughs> no sir, if they if they did that it would that would sell the console <laughs> like crazy. I, but, I like, but but I mean it's Valve. It who owns Valve. Steam. Steam. Well, so, right. so no, it would also be on Steam, and you could well, just no, play it they, better there. They've so. released they release their games on every platform. Here's the thing about Valve, though. Valve has said this about Half Life Three that they would only release it if there was something different in gaming technology to warrant it, this such as VR. Yeah. But VR is, and VR will be supported on Scorpio. But, VR but that's a total long else. shot. That's yeah. not like I'm not actually going to put a, a theory down on that. It's going to happen. But if you want to go down that, I don't path. know. I've been. My thing is also can can the American market still sustain Microsoft? Because it's one thing when it was like the Xbox and Xbox 360, but they can't make a dent in Japan. And right now, all the big exclusives are coming. Like Japan's. Um, Development has really kicked up after getting their asses handled to them by the Western market for so long. Japan's really stepping back up with their development. And if they can't break into Japan, I don't know how Xbox fares in the rest of the world, but if they can't break into Japan, they're still going to be struggling. Yeah. I, I've said it, but I think that of the three, Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox, Xbox will be the first one to go out of those three. Yeah. Definitely. Nintendo. I don't think anyone's going to go. I, I think Instagram. Xbox is going to go eventually. Nintendo, surprisingly, despite what people think, Nintendo will always be the last. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to throw out two more news stories and I'll <laughs> let you guys take over for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you have nothing to say about the Direct at all? The Direct. Sorry, that's what I meant. Uh, I mean, um, you have nothing to say about the Direct? You have nothing to say about it? Well, I'll Don't chime you in a little care bit, about I'll let you guys lead that sexually. Uh, Prey Demo, <laughs> coming game. April 27th. That oh, game is coming really? in like two weeks. Oh, that's right, it is. Uh, so the demo comes out for that playable, the first hour of the game you can play mm. uh, in, what is that, like 11 days now? That's so exciting. that's coming very soon. And this one, not really any news yet, but Dark Souls teases a new game with the line, Dark Souls publisher teases a new game with tagline, Prepare to Dine. As soon as I heard that. <laughs> oh my god. As soon as I heard oh that, I'm like, god. I was thinking that maybe the guys who made Overcooked are going to partner <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that would be so good. It'd be so good. It'd be great. Uh, official reveal coming on April 20th, so look for that in a few days. And that's it. So our next segment is going to be 
that Nintendo Direct, those sexy yellow Joy-Cons. So this is the very first Nintendo Direct post-Nintendo Switch. It was pretty light, I would say, but not in a bad way. I think they kind of got stuff out of the way so they can make E3 more exciting. Because yeah. the, the two big things they talked about are all coming out post E3, huh? which is ARMS. ARMS is coming out pre E3. No, it's not. Pre E3? No. When's E3? E3 is like E3 June. is the second week of June. ARMS is coming out in July, right? No, June no. 16th. But June still, 16th. like. So it's like a week oh, after. Like, yeah. But it's still. Or like, a week of or something like that. Yeah, so they, they did that. But then Splatoon, they also announced, is July 21st. First, yeah. Both of those are post E3 games, technically speaking. They're both post E3 games. Mm. They were going to announce ARMS. Before E3, anyway, because of how, how many, how many different Fire Emblems did they announce? Just one, oh but my God. with, well, with some just, DLC. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing is like, even though they're post quote unquote E3 games, these are games that we already knew were dropping before any E3 plans were ever yeah. said. They've already yes. said that Arms is going to be dropping spring. They already said that Splatoon was dropping summer. So that was never a surprise. So just other giving us the dates, we already kind of could theorize the dates anyway, because it feels like right now they're trying to drop a big game. Per month, which yeah. I'm liking this. I know a lot of people feel like they should have more games. So I'm like, no, because by the time I'm really tired, which hasn't happened, of Zelda, we got Mario Kart. And then by the time I'm da- done with that, if I want to jump into Street Fighter Camp, but there's other games like this guy of five and other stuff like that. And by the time I'm done with that, then we go right into ARMS and then we go into. I'm right getting right more and more excited for ARMS. Oh my god. Yes. It looks. The, the, the video they showed off too is awesome. You're playing in the stadium is called the Ramen Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because you're literally in a bowl of ramen. That's uh-huh. like there's so many ramen in it, but like it's a ramen bowl. Yeah. And it was just it was a fun level. It looked really pretty. I thought it looked really good looking. The style of like the art style I like a lot. Can I get a bowl of that pretty ramen? Thanks. <laughs> so here's a little bit more background of me and my gamer uh, credentials. So because I got really into Nintendo, I got to go to the Chicago Switch event. Yeah. So I have already played Arms. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's one of the first things I went did when I went in there. You have to tell us about it, though. ARMS. Um, ARMS is going to surprise everybody that's never touched it. And those who have, they're gonna. I'm sure they're going to get even more enjoyment seeing um, more characters come out, more things come out. Because the six people they have now, we know Nintendo's better than just like, oh, here's six fighting characters. Like, yeah. There's a whole slew of stuff coming. Um, the thing about ARMS that's really crazy is it's going to take everybody a minute to learn to play. It's super responsive. The controls, you don't, unlike the Wii, have to move your hand so much. Um, it's just tight, uh, little fliss, uh, ah, fliss, uh, flick of your wrist. But there is strategy where if you saw in the trailer that they did, you can throw your fist one way and then throw your other one around it and curve where you can like do really cool uh, trap moves. You can grab and you can do all these cool dodges and stuff like that. I remember playing it like, holy crap, this is amazing, and I don't have enough time to really jump and divulge how much I really wanted to. Because that game is way more in-depth than any of the trailers have shown so far. So I was pulling up a list of all the games that are being uh, talked about the Switch. Right? Maybe you answered this already, but did you play ARMS without the motion controls? No. Because you can do that. Yes. I, I feel look- like that would be stupid. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, so you can play it in handheld mode. Oh, like mode. Pro Controller or something like pro that Pro Controller, too. you can play it in handheld mode. So that will be a tabletop game. They'll yeah, it totally- has to be. I will say this. When the moment it's got it's got to be. Is, you got to have a second set of Joy Cons. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you have um, to. And I'll yeah. say the moment you play, you're not gonna want to play without uh, the Joy Cons. 
Yeah, and I think that one thing that's going to help this game out a lot in terms of motion control, I think we talked about this at work at one point, is that the motion controls are really, really solid in the Joy-Cons. It's like one-to-one movement. It really it's, is. Yeah. It's like the motion controls in Zelda work extremely well. Although like people aren't a fan of them, they work really, really well. It's one-to-one with you. So I can imagine that the subtlety of motion with arms isn't going to be a problem. Like, it would be if it was on the Wii. What, Problem you're, like, about to, like, you're, like, left. Sorry, I zoned out for a second and just thought about King Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're oh. laughing, and I'm like, am I repeating everything Travis just said or something? <laughs> oh, nope. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, the one thing that I didn't like when I got a chance to play ARMS. It has nothing to do with ARMS, is that it was just a giant demo event, and they are like, here, play! And I'm like, alright, so I, now I can just move my hands and throw my fists and stuff. But they didn't tell me anything about, like, blocks or dodges or all the more intricate stuff. They were just like, just figure it out. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's that intuitive that you can just, oh, I'm just going to throw my hands up. or Yeah, a lot of it. But then, That's like, awesome. as these uh, videos showed, there's a lot more in-depth stuff that I didn't know I could do. And I was like, oh. So, that's going to be fun. So, I have a list. I want to talk, go through the list here. Of, uh, all the All the it. Switch games they talked about. There's a whole list of 3DS games as well. Um, so, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, April 28th. We already knew about that one. Uh, coming in May, we have Ultra Street Fighter uh, 2, May 26th. Minecraft, which, yeah, it's on every system, but I mean, it's... It's, it's a best-selling game on every system. So. Right. <laughs> it's also going to be... Uh, have some, like, Nintendo-specific things. So you'll have, like, a little Mario world mm-hmm. that you can explore. Cool. With, like, giant Mario and Peach and Luigi statues and stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of fun. If you're into that, that's awesome. Yeah, if you're into that, it's awesome. It's also just a system, or a game that makes sense, I think, on the Switch. Yeah. Because as a kid who's, like, my brother was 10 years old, he'll play that Gross. at home... He'll play that on the go. It's the perfect way to do it on the Switch. I have a question before you go down this list. Think yeah. about Minecraft. Maybe we're talking about go on the go. When the Switch first launched, everybody was very much about the battery life and how long that lasts playing Zelda at full max. Has anybody tested the battery life on these other games? Like, Nobody's ever month- played any games yeah. before. <laughs> well, obviously, by Holden, we know that no other games are being played. Hey, hey, hey um, I actually bought a lot of Switch games. <laughs> do you play them, though? I do. I do. <laughs> I, play, I put time to Snake Pass. It was a very good game. I liked that. Um, that's been my curiosity is like, Zelda is a more demanding game, it so totally yes, is, yeah. it only gives you two and a half hours battery life, which, as much as people bitched if about you're, that... If you're maxing the brightness and all that out. Yeah. yeah, but as much as people bitched about the two and a half hour battery life, the 3DS XL only gave you like three to four hours. Yeah. And yeah. no one ever bitched about that, so whatever. But I'm people curious... People just needed a reason to bitch about something, that's all. That's the only reason they bitched about it. I like bitching. But to answer your question, like Shovel Knight, the battery life is, I think, like six hours. Right. Like it's, it's really good on those games that aren't as intensive. So I'm just curious where, like, Minecraft mm-hmm. may fit in there. Minecraft yeah. will probably be between Sho- Shovel Knight and I mean, it and looks like trash, Zelda. so I'm sure it's going to run really well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, like, oh, no like, even old smartphones can handle Minecraft, no yeah. problem. Yeah. iPod Touch can do it, so... Yeah. Alright, more games, some more Neo Geo games, but I don't really care about that too much. Uh, Sonic Forces Holiday 2017, Sonic Mania is the summer. Here's one I'm excited about, we'll talk about this after I go through the list, is uh, Project Makura. Mac- uh, do you guys oh, have you heard no about this one? Okay. Bomberman with tiles. It looks really fun, actually. It's Japanese Bomberman. only, though. You lay tiles and tiles explode and you try to make people we'll, die with tiles? Let's go through the, <laughs> the list and we'll, we'll go back to it. Um, Fate Extella, July 25th. I have no idea what that is. Disgaea 5 Complete. I'm excited for that. I got to play it. That and Sonic Mania I played at the event. Disgaea 5 is a strategy RPG with, like, Dragon Ball Z-type moves. It's a very popular game. Yeah. Puyo Puyo Tetris, the demo is out now. It comes out in April, or this month. That's the one. That's one of the ones that's going to be more expensive on Switch, right? Actually, it is 30, it's only $30 in the eShop. 
which is supposed to be forty, yeah. but I I oh. pre-ordered it for thirty dollars. So fun fact: Puyo Puyo is like I think Doctor Mario technically was a Puyo Puyo game. That yeah, he skinned over. Oh. Yep, yeah. that is true. Monopoly is coming in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Thimble life all day long. <laughs> is that Thimble going to be in it? Because you know they removed it from the game. So. <laughs> we don't talk about these things. <laughs> so many good point on Monopoly. Maybe we'll talk about this later on. It's just Monopoly. You can buy Mario versions of Monopoly. You can buy Zelda versions of Monopoly. <laughs> Why aren't they releasing like that along with this? Oh, they will. As I'm DLC. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Be Hopefully. Sign more X, summer 2017. Battle Chasers Night War, late um, summer 2017. What's the... You're, you got excited. What's Which one? Battle, so... Um, Sign more X or Battle Chasers? It's Scene More. Scene More. I'm sorry. Scene More. Um, Battle Chasers. So for anybody who doesn't know, and if you don't, you all suck. Um, I probably I suck, suck then. Chad <laughs> <laughs> and I both suck. Travis is the only cool person on this podcast. <laughs> this is very true. I'm the Billy D. Williams of this group. Um, <laughs> Battle Chasers was a comic back in like the late 90s, early 2000s by the amazing artist Joe Madarera, going by Joe Mad. Um, then he decided to leave the comic industry, like an idiot, um, <laughs> to go make and focus on video games, some of which at the beginning of his career never launched off. And then he finally struck gold, hooking up with THQ um, to make, ba- uh, not Battle Chasers, but um, Darkstar. Uh, That's a sentence you'll yeah. never hear nowadays. Struck gold working with THQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was one of the creative guys behind Darkstalkers, or Darksiders. Like, all the oh, designs yeah. and stuff, those are Joe Mad designs. So Darksiders and Darksiders 2, a lot of that is him. So it's cool to see that he's now being able to go back to his original property that he created um, with these amazing designs, which was a mix of like American comic art and Japanese manga art that really worked at the time. And this was a Kickstarter campaign. So it's going to be an RPG in this uh, really cool fantasy realm uh, based off of the Battle Chasers comic book. So I'm super excited. I knew it was coming, but did not know A, it was coming to Switch, and B, it's coming to Switch first before everybody else so that's a, that was a huge big thing from that nice so yes which will be getting that one first sweet three more things on the list go we have payday 2 which travis and i are excited about true story payday p-e-i-d-e-i means i farted in portuguese oh interesting payday in this case um is about a banking heist very different I believe you say payday 2 however that means i also farted <laughs> <laughs> We have Nanco Museum coming in summer, uh, summer 2017, Yay. and I'm excited about this one. Uh, the standalone Switch dock is coming May 19th. If you can find yeah. it. If you can find it, yeah. If you can find also, it. the power adapter for it is an extra $30. <laughs> so they it's don't, $90. They don't have a really. power adapter with this Really? Wait, what? Yeah, it's 60 bucks for the standalone dock, $30 for the power adapter for it. Oh, now I'm a little less happy about getting the standalone dock. <laughs> yep. I have a dock just to sit there and not do shit. No, what? I was thinking yeah. about getting one for my place so when Holden brings over his Zelda, we can play. Right. Or, so when uh, I <laughs> bring over your Zelda. That's, that's what that's Switch is. It Switch is, is the Zelda. It's a Zelda. Uh, because I'm moving <laughs> and eventually uh, I'll have my own little office. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, but I was like, maybe I can have one in the living room. Maybe I can have one in my office. And that way I'm playing games, switch between the two day, uh, rooms and stuff. But yeah, I don't want to spend $70 yeah. for that. Yeah, it kind of makes me think, how much of the Switch, like, $300 price is the actual Switch console, and how much is, <laughs> of it is like that dock? Because <laughs> yep. it's like the dock. $80 the, it's for a hun- the grip, the Joy-Con grips, the dock, the... No, seriously, yeah. No wonder why their pro- controller didn't come with it, <laughs> because they were like $400. 
Yeah, maybe even think about it. I guess it'd be like maybe a hundred bucks for the Switch itself. Yeah. So what is it? so you can buy two Joy Cons together for eighty for bucks. Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks. Yeah. So that's sixty bucks for the dock. Well, also apparently, to be, this is a good note though. They don't make almost any profit off of the Joy Cons. I think they actually lose money off the Joy Cons. Oh, really? So, yeah, because it costs forty five dollars to make a single Joy Con. Oh, that's right. You did. Was that the last right, time you right. said that? Yeah. So ninety bucks for Joy Cons, sixty bucks for the dock. That's one hundred and fifty. Thirty for the power. Actually, <laughs> it's one hundred and eighty. I do think. <laughs> Holden's right. A lot of the Switch is actually. It's not necessarily being sold to the loss, but let's say they make ten dollars per Switch sold. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, they they made it and they're selling it at the, probably the bare minimum to cancel yeah. it right now. Because Nintendo's they're, never sold a system at a loss. No. Right, this is the closest I think they've come. Yeah, but even still, so if they just sold what two point four million uh, switches, and let's say they made a profit of ten dollars per switch, that's still what twenty four million dollars that they have. So that's not bad. Yeah, it's. I think they're also going to make a lot of money off of like Mario Kart Eight. Probably didn't oh, yeah. require that much developing yeah. effort. They're going to sell to sixty bucks. Literally, I still think it's worth sixty bucks so. too. Like. I'm going to pay, pay the battle mode for alone. They could have made like Mario Kart 8 $5 and the battle mode is DLC for 60 bucks. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Because battle mode and Wii U, I played it for 30 seconds and I was like, nope, never again. Can I just point out how freaking excited I am to play like Mario Kart 8 on the go? That's like, the oh best Mario Kart version. It's so I just, good. I don't get it. Like Holden today said, that game's going to be so good. Mario Kart 8. I was like, yeah, you know how it's going to be so good? Because you literally played it all over on the Wii U. And you played the shit out of it. I did. I put more time into Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U than any other game on the Wii U. I don't get it. I don't get how, like, 60 bucks again for the same game with battle mode. But here's the thing. I can't lay in bed and play my Wii U. <laughs> oh my but you can. Oh, that's a game. Oh, yeah. No, no. Actually, here's the shitty thing with the Wii U. My bedroom is right, right next to the living room. Right next to but it. because of that wall? The range doesn't make yeah. it to my bed. Oh my god! So I had to bring the console my in my room with me. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that before. That's why I got to switch. Um, a lot of it is, and for me, a lot of it goes back to more of like uh, the 3DS playing. Because Mario Kart Seven was fun. Yeah. But it's funny how the moment I touched Mario Kart Eight, I never really went back to Mario Kart Seven on the 3DS. Um, but being able to play that in the go anywhere you want. Um, one of my best. And I can't wait till this happens. And what will happen with something like Mario Kart? One of the best experiences I ever had with my 3DS, I remember it was when Smash Brothers, the demo launched. Yeah. And I got on the red line, leaving work, and I happened to get up, get on the train, there's a guy playing his 3DS, I look over, and he's playing Smash the, uh, demo, I'm playing the Smash demo, and all he said was like, do you want to battle? <laughs> and for two stops, mind you, he was supposed to get off at the very next stop. For two <laughs> stops, he's like, yes, and he purposely missed his stop. So we could play Smash Brothers on the train. That is awesome. Going did you yours. kick his ass? I did kick his ass. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things like that's where the true magic of the Switch is going to come to play. Yeah. Where I'm excited, but there's like most of the people we work with have, a lot of them have Switches now. A surprising number of people have Switches. Right. Who never they had a Nintendo system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them did not have a Wii U. Most of them didn't have a Nintendo system for a couple of years. So being able to play with them. We're going to look like the kings of Mario Kart because we have been playing it, but being able to play with them. Um, pretty good at Mario Kart. Pretty good. So he says. But no, um, I, like, I rank pretty well in the online matches and stuff. I, ooh, do, pretty, I do pretty well. Those I Japanese kids Mario are really Kart. good, too. I always played with people who were not that good at Mario Kart, and I was like, this is fun, but like, I'm just way ahead of everyone getting green turtle shells and bananas, so this is not fun for me. Mm -hmm. So like playing with people who are good at it, I might have a better experience. Yeah. But yeah. I just never really had Plus, fun with battle it mode. It's too good. Let's be honest. 
the battle mode is going to be great. And I was just actually reading about, uh, there's a new mode they have. It's supposed to be like a cops versus robbers mode. Um, In Mario Kart? Yes. Whoa. Hold on, i got to find this article. So while you're while they're pulling it up, so the reason battle mode is a big deal for me is the first version of Mario Kart I ever played was when I bought my own Nintendo DS, and I got Mario Kart DS with it. Like That was the game I got. The first yeah. time I bought a system without Zelda. And... <laughs> and Battle mode was one of the highlights for me. Like there was this cool level, I can't remember what it's called, but there were like four big like block pyramids almost. Yeah. And you were just driving in between them and on top of them and you were if you find a guy, you just threw your shell at them and like popped their balloon. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> so so much fun. Uh, this is coming from <laughs> Nintendolife.com and they're talking about they had a chance. Is- through your shell at them, the balloon, and it was so fun. <laughs> um, and they were talking about they got a chance to preview the game because all the you know big uh, reviewers and websites and online personalities get to preview. So maybe one day you guys might get there. Doubt mm. it, but maybe. Oh, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> post E3. Yeah. Uh, post E3. Yes, this year, that's yeah. what we're going for. But they said Renegade Roundup is all new and not seen before in the series and adopts a cops and robbers approach in which. Two teams each get a run on each side. When playing the role of the cops, you have a police light and a piranha combo in your cart, and the task is to find and nab the criminals, which, by the way, are not visible on the track map. When you snap them, they drop into a prison cell that does display on the map, and the fugitives can either rescue their trapped buddies by running over a switch under the elevated trap. Oh, I read that wrong. Anyway. But yeah, supposedly it's going to be this really cool cat and mouse game where, like, one guy, uh, one set of guys are going to be like, okay, we all have to now find the other set, but you don't see him on the map. So literally, he's just driving around the battle mode stadiums and trying to like, that catch him. Cool. That sounds cool. That sounds fun. Right. Like, so Nintendo's really putting a lot after hearing. That's one of the things I like so much so far. Like They heard all this feedback. Oh, we want battle mode. Oh, we want this. We want that. And they're, like, they're really putting a lot into what people wanted and then still adding their own little Nintendo flair and spin on things and giving us great surprises also for those of us who have played the game before they're just going to unlock most of it for you so you're going to have like all the tracks available which is good that's, yeah. i never bought the second dlc pack i did and they're you didn't really... buy that mercedes benz i do have the mercedes that okay. was free yeah that was okay. free yeah that was free i did i wonder if the bin i wonder if that bins will be in there i hope so i don't use it too much but i it'd be cool uh there are some really good levels in the dlc pack there's a uh, the two animal crossing levels are Spot on. Really, really good. I've never been to Animal Crossing game. Doesn't matter. The tracks are really good. Chad looks so bored right now as we like nerd out. No, I just hope you guys are still playing this six months from now when I finally get my Switch. (laughs) (laughs) When Mario was out. Don't worry, I'll still playing Zelda at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, by that time, uh, some of the DLC would have dropped. So hell yeah, we'll still be playing Zelda. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Plus, the Splatoon uh, arenas look like they'd be cool. Yes, and let's actually move over to Splatoon two actually because there's a lot to talk about there. There, Splatoon two is actually Portuguese for. I farted. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're saying it wrong. It's Podgy, not Payday. Podgy. Pidey. Podgy. Pi- I don't know. Pa- you're asking the wrong person for looking at me. We're going to call it Payday because that sounds funnier. And it works for the joke that Chad made earlier. It's called Podgy. Chad's joke really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so Splatoon 2 has uh, a new mode as well, just like Mario Kart. And it's there's like a horde mode essentially. It's disturbing as fuck. It looks <laughs> awesome. Is it? I haven't seen it. It looks really cool. So it's a horde mode. I'm assuming you know what a horde yeah. mode is. Gears. And exactly like yours. And what it is is you're a team of four, 
and these like salmon beasts are like coming you're, like, up out of water. Get salmon eggs. You're like <laughs> killing <laughs> salmon for their eggs. Yeah, you're killing salmon for their eggs, and then you're like oh bringing God. it up to like deposit in this basket. And they, you can slow them down by shooting down your color ink. And when they move, they have a, a, a the contrasting color that kind of moves behind them, so they can take over your color. So that way, if you like on the beach where they're coming in, if it's all green, they can move forward a lot faster because their color is green. You have to make it orange. They move slower so you can get to them before they come to you. So there's some strategy in it as well. Yeah, but the way they presented it, Chad, you're going to have to watch the video, was super... Like, granted, a lot of Splatoon 2 is really creepy and kind of messed up when you think about it. This was like... I was watching this video. I was like, man, this is cool. Man, this is... This is really disturbing on a lot of levels. The whole time watching and going, I can't wait. <laughs> so excited. I can't wait. I'm like, yeah, I just want to, all right, I'm going to just take a bunch of salmon eggs. For what purpose again? Did you play the test fire for Splatoon 2? I did play the test what fire. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked it a lot. I never got it. I have, so I had the Wii U bundle with Splatoon and Smash, mainly for Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play Splatoon as much as I should have. And I feel like I should really go back and do that now because one of the things with the test fire is like they had mobile motion control, which I did quickly turn off. It is um, so good having the motion controls on. Seeing, I'm not used to motion control games like this. I so probably should turn that back on and play with it. This is how you do it and kind of ease yourself into it. You control the sticks like you normally do, right. and then just do fine tune adjustments. Okay, just like you do with like the bow in, in Zelda, unless you turn that off too. I don't actually. I actually with uh, Breath of the Wild really enjoyed it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Maybe I should just probably change my access. But yeah, no. um, I enjoyed the test fire. I really sucked at it because I haven't done shooters in a while. Chad is watching the video right now, (laughs) and his eyes are wide. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so freaked out. This is kind of terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Right? They give it. They put it on this really murky island looking thing. It's all like you're supposed to be a a cleanup crew. Yeah, the, yeah, you're also not wearing your traditional outfit. You're wearing like these giant orange gloves so you can pick up the salmon eggs safely. Like, there's something just really disturbing about a lot of this right now. It is a horde mode, but it's really disturbing. Oh, it looks awesome. Like when I saw that, I go, "Oh, okay. This is why this is Splatoon 2 and yeah. not just like a rehash of Splatoon again." Yeah. Like there are things that are legitimately going to be different about this. I wonder if we'll see even more at E3 on Splatoon oh, I'm sure. 2. I'm talking like a new mode maybe because there's that's a pretty significant addition. Nintendo's been very, very good at holding a lot of cards close to themselves, and it really yeah. surprising people at the last. Yeah, for for yeah. good, for better and worse. <laughs> yeah, there are some things that they should really talk about, like fucking Virtual Console. <laughs> That's literally their E3 Nintendo Direct is going to be like. So there's online virtual play console and online play, guys. That That's we're literally done. all they're going to say is virtual console, and everybody's like, and everybody's "Oh like, my god!" And they won. They won E3. You guys, we're going to have one game at E3 this year, and it will be Legend of Zelda on the Virtual Console. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, I'll buy it again, I promise! So here's my theory. Obviously, they can do Virtual Console, but they they can do it right. There's a couple things where, one, you still want to sell these new games to get people interested in the system. It's pointless to buy a new system just to play old games. Two, I think they're still trying to work out the account system so that people who've already purchased a lot of these games... Don't have to purchase it because that I, I doubt don't think it. That's I doubt it. So I that this know. is this is what's going to happen because that's going to piss a lot of people you off. Can, your purchases are available on all of your devices. However, Super Mario Bros. on 3DS is for 3DS. Super Mario Bros. on the Switch is for the Switch. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. for the Wii U is for the Wii U. You could go to any Wii U console if you want to, <laughs> as long as it's on Wii U. I'm just saying, like, obviously it's just all emulators and stuff like that. And if I already have, if it's not like a 3DS game or something like that. Like, I have most of the Zelda series, except for Minish Cap, uh, on my 3DS. So I, I oh, I have Minish Cap. 
Oh, well, yes. Ambassador program. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I would expect when the virtual console launches, they should be able to make that transition easy for those of us who've been around for a while as opposed to all the new people because we don't care about you guys. So. <laughs> I really do want them to bring... I mean, this is like going into like E3 predictions stuff, but like I really do want them to bring a virtual console to like every, like purchases from 3DS carryover. Yeah. If I have to, if I, they do I that, literally, it's fine. I literally I own every forward. They're going to do that. switch and whatever's in the yes. future. You'll have that. I don't think it's going to be retroactive. If, if they though. don't do that, I there's a will. serious problem. I think they will. Cause I think that was one of the reasons for the whole one account for everything. Reggie's already. I would hinted, love to see Reggie Philomay has already hinted that he's like, yes, we have heard what people are saying with the Versa console with these oh. purchases and stuff like that. Here's a here's a thought. Unofficially has been confirmed that cloud saves is a thing. Yes. Yeah. So unofficially has hey, been confirmed. I will let like you know. Yeah. I will let you know if I get my switch. Yes. Back that's that's the yeah. I'll let you know for sure. I'm like, oh, there's a cloud icon there. Maybe they'll say, hey, you've played this 3ds version of Super Mario Bros. When you buy it on Switch, your progress will will carry over as well. Ooh. Or if you do have to buy it again, your progress. Well, will the still problem carry with that over. though is that means that would there imply that the 3ds version had a way to do a cloud save. Well, they might, they could update the 3ds. They well, could a th- 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 because even even on a th- there's nothing fancy that's happening there. All the three, all of this a save is since the beginning of time when you had like an, a save like um the uh, what do they call them the memory uh, blocks or they had in uh, I mean, on the GameCube they like memory blocks on the little game card things. Your saves were just a file separate from the game itself. Yeah, that's yeah. super easy to sync in the cloud. It is kilobytes in size. <laughs> like it's puny. That's true. Why wouldn't they be able to do it? Even on the Wii U, if you look at your your data management, yeah, the there's the, the game. Well, unless, it's also your, there's your game, and then your game saves are a separate file. Unless, as we've talked about, is Drive Club, in which case it's ten gigabytes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. No, uh, Nintendo's actually sup- really, really good at making their file sizes and their games small. Like, I, I seriously think Breath of the Wild is the biggest game they've released, and it's thirteen gigabytes. Like Nintendo themselves and not like third party, right? Because we've yeah, already, yeah, you've yes, already established yes. that. I'm talking about Nintendo themselves. 32 gigs. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about Nintendo games from Nintendo. Very I'm small. You, man, all these size. game companies could really get uh, some lessons on compression from Nintendo. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I got the 3DS, I was surprised well, at how well the amount of the games that they have and how big those games can be. Like, even though the graphics went down a little bit, Xenoblade Chronicles on 3DS still held a Wii game. Just fine. Played just fine. No drops, no anything, no weird frame rate I can't speak to Xenoblade Chronicles, but I'm sure a big part of it is textures. And they don't use as high-resolution textures as they're going to put on on another system. But then Uh, they can patch that, as they've done with Zelda. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... Keep going about that Nintendo Switch Direct. Um, I think... Oh, wait. One game I actually... I kind of told you guys we'll talk about later on was that uh, Project Makura... Like, just two seconds. Project Makura? Makura. Makura. Okay. Uh, I think it's a Japanese-only game, but I seriously might... Because it's region-free, I might make a Japanese account and download this game. Because it doesn't look like there's anything that... If you I didn't see it in English, I'd be confused. It looks pretty straightforward. Basically, you're on a Bomberman-style map. Mm-hmm. Like Travis oh, this is Tile Explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. and you are... You're basically running around, like, butt-stomping on tiles to spread your color. And you can... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's gonna be a great new euphemism for ejaculation for me. Spread your color. 
<laughs> oh, that's butt stomp and spread your color. <laughs> butt stomp and spread your color. That leads to my next thing, but I'm gonna let Holden finish it. Well, you have a small little map with like four people playing on it competitively, and it just looks like you can get to some really chaotic fun. It just it looks like a, it a does good look time. fun. It does look like it's, a different take on uh, Bomberman. Man. Yeah, it's a it, cool. it's an eShop exclusive as well, so it'll be like 15, 20 bucks. So Holden said he's going to develop a nice little Japanese account so he can download that game. But I feel like he's going to download a different game. I believe it's called Sin Kagura something something. I don't know. So Japan also had the Nintendo Direct this week. Which had a lot of oh, the same yeah. content. Yes! Which had a lot of the same content. <laughs> but it had, it had a, another game that obviously was not announced for America. <laughs> uh, so a little <laughs> history on this. When the Switch first came out, and I remember I went to the event, and I actually got a chance to use a Joy-Con and uh, HD Rumble and all the amazing things with that. I was like, man, this is cool. There is a developer in Japan who primarily works with more adult-themed games, who is always about, man, HD Rumble is going to be the new technology of the future. I can't wait to be able to test <laughs> softness. He wasn't talking about hardness. He wasn't talking about steel on steel in an action game. He wanted to test softness I'm going to let you go ahead and think about that for five seconds the only so, thing I'm thinking about is the milk passing through you in the milk <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it's, uh, yeah, yeah yeah so fast forward um, <laughs> apply that to an adult you got a great little thing going I guess um, so in the Japanese version of Nintendo Direct and it's funny seeing like all the like Kotaku and other articles like their comments on this article have been like well we all saw that coming. The Japanese version, this guy comes out again. He talks about the game he's developing, has a name, has an image of a Japanese anime schoolgirl who's busty and whatever. And then he goes to show I'm sure footage. she's unnecessarily busty as yeah. well. Yeah, she is. She's not just busty, unnecessarily busty. And he, then it's like a minute long, but 30 seconds of this clip is the guy in a lab coat... <laughs> Feeling breast implants <laughs> with while holding an HD Rumble Joy-Con, <laughs> and then there's also like images of a Jello mold shaking, so he can make sure he gets like <laughs> yeah. the shaking physics down. So that's a game that's coming to Japan soon. Talk about spreading your color. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so soon, maybe you'll be I able will to... stop playing Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> soon, you'll be able to uh, feel the softness of young ladies uh, with your Nintendo Switch oh and your Joy-Con. Uh, I believe it's called... Ah, I gotta look it up, but it's not hard to find in two seconds if you try hard oh enough. Gosh. I was like, Japan. oh my god, this is actually a thing. So when people say Nintendo is just a kid's console, I quickly yeah. show them that. Yeah. Squeeze this boob <laughs> <laughs> Touch the softness of the Joy-Con. That's really funny. I think that more or less covers what we have. Uh, electric yellow Joy-Cons? Yeah, electric yellow oh, Joy-Cons. Come on, arms. Oh, my oh, God. wait. What, there's one more accessory, you guys. Double A battery pack for the Joy-Con. Yep. I've never once run into battery problems with the Joy-Con. You know what? I'm like, that's such a... That is such a... Mm. I kind of want it just to make the Joy-Con more comfortable to hold. Because I feel like with that battery pack on it, it would be it would fit in your hand better. Actually, if you put the uh, the grip accessory that comes, with I know the you told me this, and I tried it, and it's still not as it's comfortable. It's more comfortable <laughs> that way. But I would love to have like that rounded back part to make it more. comfortable. I just feel like it's them really trying to make money. Because I was like, wait, yeah. these things have a twenty hour battery life. Yeah, they say. And for... I get it if you have more than one set of Joy-Con, but if you only have one set of Joy-Con for now. 
odds are they're always being charged in some form or fashion. Very rarely, like, yeah, you're well, always going to dock it. If it's plugged in your Switch, it's getting battery from your Switch. Right. Like, also, they said for, for long play sessions. I hope you're not playing for more than 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like what? What game am I gonna? What am I gonna do unless maybe, I don't know. Arms actually takes more out of the Joy-Con. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Like the average play for regular games could be twenty hours, but we don't know if if it's a yeah. heavy motion control game that yeah. has all the features and stuff like that. That's a good point. If that I might think about change that. the battery life on those Joy Cons. Hmm. And those neon yellow controllers look pretty good. It did kind of sour my hopes that. We would get the purple Joy-Con that's mm. the same as the Game Boy. You know what, though? We don't know yet. You this don't know. Is, but they're going with this neon color trend. For now. Yeah, this makes me re- actually really excited because I've always been the kind of person that like, oh man, there's a brand new white version of the PS4. I tried to sell somebody my black PS4 so I could get the white PS4. I was like, I always want these new Chatter's special racist, consoles. racist, always trying to sell the black things for the white things. <laughs> <laughs> They still don't know I'm white. They've only heard my voice. <laughs> I didn't say anything. But no, like if they himself. release all these special edition consoles, like, but I already have a console. Yeah. I would. This is a great opportunity, to, like brand new, like yeah. Mario themed Joy Cons. Well, no, because like, they do that all the time with the 3DS. There was like the Pikachu 3DS. The, yeah, the Majora's I had Mask the Fire, 3DS. I had a Mario and Luigi 3DS, and I got rid of that for the Fire Emblem 3DS. I really wanted the Monster Hunter 3DS. So yeah. Yeah. Last year they came out like in, during for Mario they had like well, white and red uh, oh, like Joy Cons for like Mario or something. Like yeah. So, so I like this as a trend of like oh I can yeah. just buy a set of Joy Cons for my Switch and everyone's Switch looks the same. Yeah. But you can customize it with that. I think someone's uh, done those mockups. I will say this: I saw one someone customized their Switch Joy Cons to be more like the uh, SNES controller yeah, with like I the saw colored that. buttons and stuff like that. I yeah. want that. That looks sweet. I like. Yeah. I really hope that when they talk about virtual console, they'd be like, "Oh, and here's like a GameCube like Joy-Con. And here's like uh, an NES oh, Joy-Con." Oh shit! With the GameCube actual button layout on it. Yeah. Oh shit! Because one of the big things is the Smash community is playing on the GameCube controller, because that is the best controller for Smash. Like literally for a now. Joy-Con with the C stick. And, uh, oh, for shit. Now. We'll yeah. See. I don't know. That, uh, pretty awesome. The Pro Controller, I think, would be a good one. Because the, the layout of the Pro Controller is very similar to... Yeah. The only thing is it just doesn't have analog tr- uh, triggers. Gus is the one who's, like, adamant that they have to release that, that GameCube controller converter for the Wii U. I don't think they're going to do it. But the Switch does have those two USB ports on the sides. That's perfect for that, I mean, that adapter. Yeah. But I think that the Pro Controller is so much better than the Wii U Pro Controller was that they don't yeah. have to do that. And even you know he agrees. What? So. If they release the GameCube version of it for like 60 bucks, Gus will gladly pay 120 for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. He paid like 100 extra bucks for a Switch. And then like, how much? Oh, yeah, he paid a lot of extra yeah. money for the Pro Controller too. Yeah. It's like, I need it now. I was like, yeah. Cause I kept and then I just walked like, into a store and bought a Pro right, Controller. Right, I was like, Gus, you can go <laughs> yep. up to Target anywhere in the city and just go get a pro controller it doesn't take that much <laughs> no they at the time they were very hard to get i walked into the one in wilson yard and i felt i even texted you in a message like there's three sitting right here and it's like you walked right into a GameStop and yeah we right. together and i was like that was like two weeks no after the I, I, we literally walked in i'm like do you guys have pro controller and color joy cons and we have both i'm like you have both <laughs> i was so pumped. i will say that my target has not had the color joy cons and i remember dane seeing his so the thing about if anybody still hasn't seen the switch with the color joy cons yet they are very electric color in, in photos yeah. and imagery. It does not come across. It does not come across well. When you see it in person, you immediately fall in love. And it, I'm kind of upset that I did not get the color. 
Switch. Yes. Well, I'm actually my goal now is to get the red uh, Joy Cons because I had the blue Joy Cons, and oh, then I can right. then I can make <laughs> it happen. So I'm debating every time I go to the Target. I'm like, even though I don't feel like spending the eighty dollars right now, well, one I can't because I got other things going on. But I'm like, man, if they're there, I'm gonna still buy them. I'm gonna still buy them. But then we're just gonna have ninety Joy Cons around the oh, house of all different colors. I want to get like all the Joy Con colors. Have... I'll buy the neon yellow ones. I'll never use them. I'll buy them. <laughs> it's gonna be like whenever you go to someone's house and they have like forty-two different N64 controllers. Yep. And you're like, for what? What do you need all these controllers for? <laughs> there are four know. ports. There are four ports. <laughs> eight controllers on the side over there. And you're like, okay, whatever. Well, my excuse will be if I want to have a lot of people play Mario Kart with me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have. Them. You can have a lot of people on one system, right? Like eight people playing Mario Kart? You can I have so. four people on one system. But then eight systems linked together. Like eight, but yeah. you can do, if you do LAN, you can have 12. Oh, really? 12? Yes, 12 Ooh. on LAN. So eight. That's awesome. Uh, just like Wi-Fi ad hoc, whatever. Um, but it was cool because the articles reading about the cops and robbers stuff, they are saying like you could have technically have... Four switches, two people on each switch, and still play with uh, uh, like eight people like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and with two people That's split screen, cool. it still split maintains... screens. Split screen gaming podcast. <laughs> oh Wait, there are games that are still split screen. <laughs> um, this is like that when you see those terrible movies, and you're like, "Yes, this is." Die Hard. And you're like, what? what? I don't care for oh, the man. title. Every time the- they mention the title <laughs> in the movie, my roommate and I look at each other and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why it's called Split. Okay, now. Um, <laughs> this is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, they say it'll still maintain 60 frames per second on split screen in handheld or uh, tabletop mode. So that's cool. When you get to four people on one console, it drops to 30 frames. Yeah. Mr. Like Shifty, though, that can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> can't handle the frames. It's too much Shifty. Too much Shifty. So that's right. Nintendo Direct? That's Nintendo Direct. You had mentioned there yeah. was some 3DS shit, but nobody cares about that anymore. There were literally three Kirby games all announced. Yeah, for yes. like Kirby's like 25th anniversary. <laughs> so they're going to allow three Kirby games for the system that no one's going to really pay much No one's going to pay much attention to it, and also no one pays here's, attention here's, to Kirby anymore. Here's so. we know Nintendo doesn't even give a crap. There's no Switch one. <laughs> it's all 3DS. There's no Switch Kirby game. Yep. It is true, because like, I was all into my 3DS. I still am. More or less, I don't have my Switch with me. Um, obviously, the new Fire Emblem's coming, and I was excited, but the more I've played my Switch, I'm like, yeah, I don't really care right now. Just give me more Switch games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think any any game coming out 3DS just feels like a waste to me because I'm I just want to play it on my Switch. I will admit, I used to be that person's like, no, 3DS will still be alive. Nintendo's going to support no. it. But I'm like, yeah, no. You thought that? <laughs> well, they said. I mean, they obviously are still supporting it. But There's they, obviously they games s- coming out, but it is getting to that point where if you've had a Switch and you've played with the Switch, it is hard for you to be like, this so is- I'm going to put this down. I'm going to pick this up, even though there's games on it that aren't on the Switch yet. I'm like, no, I just rather they, play They my said Switch. the same thing with Game Boy Advance. Like, I know DS is out, guys, but Game Boy Advance is still a focus for but that's us. still, like, but the thing is, Game Boy Advance and DS were basically the same thing. Yeah. The Switch and the 3DS are, even though they're both portable, they are still two separate things. And in fact, if yeah. you took two Game Boy Advances and duct taped them together, you could play DS games. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean... The stylus was just a pain to use, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 3DS does the 3D, which I actually really enjoyed the 3D. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Cool, guys. Last segment, we have our subscriber interrogatives, and I thought of another interrogative, so we have two now. First, we're going to do a really lame round of Easter eggs. So it's Easter that we're recording this, so we're going to, how appropriate (laughs) that we think of the best 
or only Easter eggs we can think of <laughs> <laughs> in a video game that we've played. It's funny because we came up, Chad and I came up with this idea like two days ago. I'm like, man, it's going to be great. And for the past two days, I'm like, wait, what are some good Easter eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen a couple, but I can't seem to remember any all of a sudden. So, Well, I only have one. Go. Uh, in... Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Spoiler. Spoiler alert! In the first town you go to, <laughs> surprise. Wait, Link's off. Awakening yeah. or Link's Awakening DX? Ooh. Ooh, great, great distinction. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you go into this town. There's this little like uh, claw game you can play, and one of the prizes, which starts off a uh, a trading quest, is Yoshi. There's a Yoshi doll that you can get, and there's also in that same town a Chomp Chomp for Mario. There's also like a Goomba in that game too. There's a lot of really cool. The Dora Goombas in that game, three. too. That's three Easter eggs. Well, well game. same game, though. They're also say... Easter eggs that are literally like two screens away from each other <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I was surprised Holden had a Zelda Easter egg. I know. I well, just yep. to keep in mind is that playing, playing games as a kid meant I was playing Zelda. I didn't really play much else. Playing, <laughs> playing games as an adult means you're playing Zelda. Nothing's changed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, nothing has changed because I'm still a kid. Um, <laughs> this is still my childhood gaming experience, okay? I had a couple. minor more old school, but one is going to be more new. Well, Link's, and... Link's Awakening is pretty old school. Hmm. That's old uh, school. Yeah. Or Link's Awakening DX. Oh, that's Ooh. new school. That's mm. different. That's uh, color. Mine, though, uh, my first one was going to be more modern. I'm surprised that Holden did not bring this one up, because this is also going to be Zelda-related, but this is going to be Breath of the Wild. There are a lot of Easter eggs. There are a lot of Easter eggs. And you know what that Breath of the Wild, Wild sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, sorry, it's a windy day. <laughs> Maybe that's just the sound Link makes when he's like floating over everything. When he's <laughs> when he's spreading his color. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of horny people for Link in that game. <laughs> that is true. There are. <laughs> yeah, there's this journal you can read, and the journal's like, "Boy, I really wish you could knock my bow." <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Um. No, my Easter egg, though, is more uh, tribute Easter eggs. There are a ridiculous ton of Easter eggs in um, Breath of the Wild, but the ones that are most wonderful and beautiful are there's one of Iwata and there's one of Robin Williams. Yep. And I have been... I found Iwata, actually. It's crazy. Oh, did you? I yes, didn't find I, either of them. I found Iwata. And the thing is, they're regular NPCs, and you always have to kind of angle the camera when you talk to them. They're just regular NPCs. They don't have any name that says who they are. It's not until you, like rotate the camera and you look at their face and you're like oh my god um there's a wada who passed away during production and there's robin williams for people who don't know was an avid massive zelda fan if you don't know that that's sad stop listening to the podcast literally named his daughter zelda right literally yeah. named it and everyone's you like you fought it? me on that don't say that you like knew this <laughs> I, no i didn't um but yeah Did i fight you on that yeah you were like there's no way he was a big zelda fan there's no way yeah. i don't think that was me there's someone who I was telling, um, oh yeah, Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda after Zelda. He goes, didn't name his daughter after, like, you Zelda, 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 Zelda right? Fitzgerald? Yeah. Because like, that's what everybody's assuming. calling you out right now, man. Uh, he was a huge Racist. Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge Zelda fan. He even did a lot of promos for Zelda, especially when they got to the 3DS games. He did a lot of promo with Zelda and, and his daughter, Zelda. Um, she actually recently did a, a Let's Play of Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think that was some of the coolest Easter eggs. Of all the million ones in there, I think those are. Some of the best ones. And they are really hard to find. Not so much that they're difficult to find. It's just you have to be paying attention to who you're talking to when you stumble across them. But they are pretty awesome. There is something else in that game, just on that from Breath of the Wild. You had one Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> According to you, I had Easter three. is over for you, sir. 
There's an, there's that island called Tingle Island. Oh, Tingle. <laughs> they misspell Tingle, though. Really? Yeah. His name is T-I-N-G-L-E, and there it's T-I-N-G-E-L. Maybe uh, it's just an ancestor. You never know. I don't know. It's just weird. It bothers me. So bothers I have an me. Easter egg that no one's going to know. Wait, it bothers you, but the fact that Link is right-handed doesn't bother you. I'm sorry, continue. I am Go right-handed, ahead. so it doesn't bother is me. Is he right-handed in Breath of the Wild, too? He is right-handed in Breath so of the Wild. So they just, like, they're like, we're switching it up now for the rest of time after yeah, the Twilight Princess? Yeah, it kind of bothers me i told it to hold and i was like have you noticed that link's right hand he's like wait what i was like yeah skyward sword made sense because it was like motion control uh the wii version of twilight princess made sense because yeah. motion control most people are right-handed but the gamecube version of twilight princess and all other previous zelda games were specifically link is left-handed so skyward sword and breath of the wild he's right-handed they're trying to reach a wider audience more people are right-handed than left-handed most presidents are left-handed and right-handed though i don't know Random. Most presidents? <laughs> yes, most presidents are actually left-handed. Donald Trump is the only one who's right-handed. <laughs> True story. Um. Oh, man. Yeah, so I have... The, the Easter egg that comes to mind is the only really one that I ever like actually went after is a game called Sacred. Don't even PC know game. that game. It's like a Diablo hack and slash. Um, but there was this... If you like ran up against an edge of the forest... You could find this like path that you weren't supposed to be able to walk on, and you walk on it forever, and then you come across a bloody hockey mask and <laughs> a machete, oh, that's cool. and it's like the best weapons that you can get. So I would play that game with my gladiator, go all the way up there, get that thing. It's like three quarters of the way through the game before you get it, and then I would export that character, start it over, so I could get a second machete. <laughs> I would oh put God. so many hours in this game just so I could dual wield Jason machetes. With a hockey mask. <laughs> Even though it's a game I've never heard of, that is a, I, those are the type of Easter eggs I was trying to look for. Those That's are some cool. of the cool ones. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like. Cool. Second subscriber interrogative. Who's your oh, wait, that was it? That, that was some more fun Easter eggs. Oh, you do? Go, Easter eggs. Uh, That's all we had. Because we're like Random ones. Uh, <laughs> one of the fun Easter eggs. Metal Gear Solid. I mean, come on, guys. Some of these, you know. Metal Gear Solid 3. Everybody talks about the random Easter egg with the Oh, three. yeah. No, my favorite one is the when end? they... Nope. No? Uh, actually, at the very beginning of the game, when they ask you what your favorite Metal Gear Solid game was, when you play, said, oh, I love Metal Gear Solid 2, and you're running around with a mask of writing on your face. <laughs> Y'all remember how that yep. switcheroo kind of upset people? <laughs> um, another great Easter egg was Psycho Manus reading your game card. Yep. On uh, first Metal Gear Solid. But one of my favorite Easter eggs of all time, very kind of old school, probably around the same time as Link Awakening, NBA Jam and the Hidden Roster. What other game could you play as like Bill Clinton, uh, George P. Funk, uh, Clinton, and every other random celebrity that That's you can awesome. imagine? That was always the best one. That. I didn't know that. Really? No. Oh, I I'm no so idea. my age. Yeah, you would go to the arcade and you would do certain, uh, certain codes and all of a sudden your team, you could be playing as the Bulls and it'd be like, Scottie Pippen and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there running up and down the court with Hillary Clinton, sitting there dunking and stuff like that. <laughs> that's and awesome. you're just like, man, this game's amazing. Yeah, that's one of the greatest Easter eggs of any video game of all time. Just They had a hidden roster of a good 20, 30 celebrities, mascots, random people, and yeah. And I think every NBA Jam since has kept that. So I saw a screenshot. It were like last year's presidential candidates or something. It was probably on the iOS port. All had an NBA Jam character. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. Second subscriber interrogative, which again is just us. <laughs> <laughs> so please, dear God, email us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's your favorite villain in a video game? Ooh. Ooh. I, I have to lean back for this one because I mean, yeah, I thought. Lean I have to back. think about Ooh. this one. I think I'm also going to put my hand <laughs> on my face just like you guys mm-hmm. so I can think about it too. It helps you think a lot. It put does. Your hands in your face. I'm going to put my hand on my forehead. I'm like covering I'm my testing eye. for a fever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have my left hand on my breast. <laughs> like a Nintendo HD. None of Joy-Con. this is a lie. He's <laughs> really doing all those things. If I could just like live chat and live snap this right now, I would, but I'm too old for that type of stuff. Anyway, oh, damn. I have to really think. Yeah. While you guys are thinking of this, uh, just a little shout out. Last or this week, I was a special guest on Geeky Discoveries podcast. We talked a lot about VR and its application to film and video games. Check that out. We actually filmed it in VR. So if you have Google Cardboard or just want to like move your phone around and shit like that, you can watch us. So Geeky Discovery, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, all that fun shit. Check it out. What villains do you guys have? I, I really can't think of one. I guess I'm trying to think about villains that I've been intimidated by, where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to approach them because they're difficult and scary and hard. And I guess in that case... The best villain is every boss in Dark Souls. Because <laughs> they all scare the shit out of me. Uh, but I don't really have like a favorite villain, really. I don't know. Mine's a little bit of a twist. What is it? Spoilers if you haven't played The Last of Us. Okay. I don't count him as a villain, though. Joel. I don't count that. It's not he's, a villain. He's totally a villain. He's a villain, but like he's he's such a great guy. He's bringing about <laughs> the end of the world by, by he's not a, letting them dissect Hey, he's a good guy, girl. Chad, all right? Well, maybe he's a good guy in his mind, but no, he is he is literally dooming human race. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. That's girl. a good one. Uh, Dan, that's a really good villain. Dan. I'm down with Holden trying to go, do I go with the most challenging, the one I had the most fun with? All oh, right, give me a couple. Got it. Yep. Virgil, Devil May Cry 3. Never played it. Never played I it. I actually played the first, like, two hours of it. So, but you know who Virgil is, right? Yeah. Um, I never got into the final boss battle though. That was without a doubt one of the hardest fights. Plus all the stuff leading up to that. And this is not my favorite. This is just one of my favorites. All of the stuff leading up to that point of you fighting your twin brother, and that fight was hard as shit on like even the lowest difficulty set, almost lowest difficulty setting. Yeah. Um, but definitely Virgil. Plus it was just cool. It was really he had a long samurai sword, blue trench coat, pretty much the complete antithesis of Dante, and you're fighting. And, like, the rain on top of the thing, and you're fighting, like, the demon world. Yeah, that was just a really amazing fight. Cool. Second one would be, uh, even though he started off as a villain, but kind of became a friendly person, Bowser. And Oh, Super Mario RPG? Yes. Yes. Because he cried the entire time. Yes. He's like, no, got to be manly, got to be tough. Dude, that guy's Drill Claw. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's when the virtual console launches, I hope to... God, that game is already. Oh my god! Uh, if I could play that game on the go, oh, I'd buy a so Switch happy. only for that. Yes, Super Mario yep. RPG, one of the greatest. They're probably coming all the time. I, mean, I don't know on... why it's not already on 3DS. They have other Super Nintendo games. Come on, it's weird. Maybe because it's weird licenses with Square. It's the only thing I can think yeah. of because this was co-produced with by Square. I got nothing. Literally, name any villain right now. Uh, I'm quite um, sure it'd be Ganon in all his many forms. Yeah, there would be so many. No, I'm, I'm trying to avoid that. Or maybe <laughs> maybe Dark Link. Have you ever played a game that wasn't Zelda? Oh, that's a fun um, Easter egg. Because um, it's I had to have started off as an Easter egg. The Kukos in Legend Zelda. Well, that you could. Yeah, that you could attack that, him. I'm quite can, sure the first time you played Link to the Past, you never in your head it was like, 
I'm just going to randomly hit this thing four times to see what happens. I saw a video of a guy in Breath of the Wild holding one over his head, and then he ran up to one of the huge... I don't know any of Oh, the modeling? But he ran up yeah. to one of them, and the thing hit the chicken out of his hand, and then the chickens all attacked him to death. Yeah. I have a video awesome. saved on my YouTube list to see... I think someone's going to try to take uh, Cuckoo up to Cannon. To see if uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can beat Ganon with one. <laughs> I was like, I want to see that how that's going to turn out. All right. Sethiroth. Oh. Didn't even say his name right. I didn't because I haven't you played the game. You said Sethiroth. Because I didn't play the game. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. Really? So cliche. I mean, if you're going to say that, you just said Kefka, who's a far better Oh, villain. Kefka was so good. Yeah. I like Sephiroth. I don't but have a. I mean, I don't really have a villain that I'm like, yeah, that guy. Joel is a great one, but I don't. I don't have one. Jet from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> oh my god. Final Fantasy X was not a great game. I played okay. it a lot. Oh, wait, wait, okay. hold up. I can't say I get... that. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy X. Okay, first of all, Titus. Fucking Titus... his voice acting. I wanted to literally smash my PS Vita in half. Best villain. Titus's laugh. <laughs> okay, I have one ish. Yeah, but does it matter? It's more. It's more that, no, it doesn't matter. It's more that he wasn't a good villain, but they built him up to be, and he was a, a purposefully a disappointment in the game, I thought. And that was Zant in Twilight Princess. Spoilers. Yeah. He, like, he, you play him up as this big villain, and then you fight him, and he's kind of a joke, and he's. Has no real power. No, if that's the case, the head of the Yiga clan, the Yiga clan in Breath of the Wild, was even worse. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. totally spoiler for something else we're gonna talk about, but yeah, anyway. All right, cool. I think, uh, that- yeah, speaking of spoilers, so we're wrapping up the podcast now. Go to our Facebook page, which is Holden Facebook.com forward slash split screen gaming podcast. We're gonna name all five likes because that's what we do. <laughs> Dane Deasy, Joe Ennis, Kanan Cox. Uh, Michael Schuff, David Sullivan, the original. Thank you all. You're all awesome. Wow. I'm going to put out a little bit more content. I should like that. Yeah. I mean, you're on our show, Travis. I'm on the show. I didn't realize there was I mean, a we did duct page. tape you to a chair in our cardboard box. But you gave but, me some donuts to eat while I was here. Yeah, so. Stan's donuts. Technically, he brought them here, and then we taped him to a chair. (laughs) I have an ex-girlfriend. that The way that I asked her out on our first date was I bought her a dozen Stan's donuts. And I had never bought a dozen Stan's donuts before, or any Stan's donuts. I didn't realize they were so expensive. So I went in there. I was like, can I just get a dozen donuts? I was used to like Dunkin' Donuts, where they're like 49 cents a donut. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll just pick out a... And they're like, that'll be $30. I'm like... That's exactly how much I expected to pay for a dozen donuts. So, so I like stands. Uh, my wife Heather does not primarily for that reason. Like she's like they're okay, but for the price you pay for them, oh, they are ridiculously expensive donuts. That they're blueberry good. old fashioned though, a cherry old fashioned. I just wanna, I just wanna spread my color all over it. Oh I just want to butt stomp the ground and spread <laughs> my color. The ground and spread. So, uh, so you're going to glaze the donuts. Put them. Yeah, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Split Screen Gaming or at Split Screen GP. Uh, go to whatever the goddamn else we're still on. I don't know. We love you, you Tommy Boy loving twiddlers, tots. T- oh, God, terrible. tater tots. <laughs> tater tots. That was terrible. 